On your journey through life, you are the hero. There are times, however, when it is beneficial to have an advisor to guide you along your path. Welcome to the Smart Money Simplified Podcast with Brent Mikosh, Certified Financial Planner, Certified Investment Management Analyst, and Co-Founder of MP Advisors, LLC. In this podcast, we provide you with financial clarity so that you have the tools to live your best life. Listen in as Brent guides you through creative solutions to various financial problems that business professionals, young adults, and retirees commonly face to make their money work. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Smart Money Simplified with Brent Mikosh. Brent, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. You are off and running with this podcast. You've already got more guests. You have two guests in studio today. I do. I do. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm just looking forward to sharing these two guests with everyone. All right. So what are you talking about? We're talking today about something, you know, being in the financial services business, you would think that I should have some clue about the Arizona private school tax credit. And how much do you think I knew about the Arizona private school tax credit? The answer is very, very little. But fortunately, my son's school, uh, which is Phoenix Country Day School, gave me some information about how this plan works, who really benefits by it, the mechanics of actually doing it. And so I got so excited about it that I brought in two people from Phoenix Country Day School. First, we have Katie Charles, who is Director of Annual Giving and Stewardish, Stewardship excuse me, for Phoenix Country Day School. And then we have Christy Berg, who is Director of Financial Aid for uh, Phoenix Country Day School, which I will just say PCDS from here on out. And they're both joining me today so we can hopefully educate me a little bit more and anyone that's listening about this Arizona private school tax credit. I'm excited to learn about it with you. Excellent. I, I think we should dive right into it. So Katie, first of all, what is this thing? You're the person that first reached out to me about this Arizona private school tax. First, I just want to thank you for having us. Yeah. So basically, I am the director of annual giving for PCDS, and I work on two fundraising efforts each year. Um, the tax credit is a really amazing Arizona program that has been around since the 90s. And it is basically anybody who pays Arizona state taxes, income taxes, can redirect a portion of their obligation to a private school of their liking and receive a dollar for dollar credit. So I work for, um, I work on the individual and the corporate. So individuals that can do it as well as corporations can do it. Um, individuals, they have a maximum amount that they can do. Corporations, there is no maximum amount. The only thing that they ask is for a minimum of $5,000. And any corporation, S Corp, C Corp, or LLC, again, who have income tax liability are able to redirect dollar for dollar these this tax credit. And um, every single penny goes to need-based students. So PCDS has about 170 scholarships each year that we give out to students in need. And our financial aid director, Christy Berg, really works one-on-one -on -one with them. And it's just a really amazing program that we're able to uh, um, to help families in need to be able to really go to great private schools. Arizona has one thing that we do is it has to be directed through a school tuition organization. There's quite a few of them out there. We work directly with a foundation that is just, we've been working with them for 20 years now, and it's been an easy an easy process, and we are just so grateful for Arizona that the legislation has had this great opportunity for our students and our school. This is one of those things that when I first heard about it, it seems like it's too good to be true. Exactly. Because when um, you first reached out to me about this, my thinking was, okay, it's another deduction. Yep. 
and great, I get to save you know thirty seven cents on the dollar or something. But this is actually a tax credit, Correct. meaning that I, I have a choice here as a taxpayer. I can either send those monies to the state, which is fine, or I can actually direct them to causes and and uh, places where I really want to choose to make an impact with those dollars. And so there's there's two ways that I learned that you could do this. Is first is the individual tax credit, and second is the is the corporate tax credit, which is even which is even more powerful. Which again, that's one of those things where you shared this with me and just and tell me if I'm wrong with any of this. But you have an opportunity here as a as a corporate filer in the state of Arizona to direct up to an unlimited amount, as long as it's at minimum of $5,000, but an unlimited amount of your tax liability to this private school tax tax uh, credit that we've got set up. To give you an idea, if your, your S-Corp tax liability is going to be you know, 10, 20, 30, $40,000, there's really no cap to that. And so you have that kind of power and that kind of control to direct where those monies go. So I was really just blown away by this. And Arizona is one of the few states that's doing anything like this. Correct. There's a few states following our our um, our suit, but we really kind of were the frontier. We 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 started this. You know, Arizona is one of the main states that has started this great program. I know uh, Georgia does it, and a few um, southern states. But yeah, it's there's not many of them. And it's a really great opportunity. Yeah, and as somebody that now has done it, I can tell you it's a pretty painless painless process where you essentially make the donation, you get the forms that you file with your tax return, and, and you're good to go from there. But I guess I think that the most important thing is what kind of impact is this making? And, and as we talk about some of these stories, I probably also want to you know get back into some of the mechanics about how this works. But, um, but Christy, give me some ideas in terms of the kind of people that this has helped and, and what these the proceeds of this program have really done for people around the state. Well, this program is truly amazing for families and for schools. This program started in 1998, and it did start with the original tax credit program. And originally, the original tax credit program helps students. And our foundation, AISSF, has always worked with students that have demonstrated financial need. And so we, while there are some organizations that will let you designate a student and, or nominate a student for a donation, our foundation just lets us um, help students with demonstrated financial need. So since 1998, we have given thousands and thousands of scholarships to students at Phoenix Country Day School and other schools that are in our association through this. In about 2010, the corporate program came in. So there's two different kinds of children we are helping. We have kids with demonstrated need and we have kids with extraordinary need. The corporate program really helps those students with extraordinary need. All of these scholarships are can be life-changing for students and their families, but one of the programs near and dear to my heart is that corporate program because we really are letting families make that school choice. If they feel that there is a program that's better for their child, a different way for them to learn, or particularly students who are really, really excelling in their school program and have no other choices but to continue on. I have students who have come to us who have been fearful to go to school because if they raise their hand and answer the questions, they're being marked as a teacher's pad or a do-gooder, and they're really, really bright kids. They come to our school and they are with 
academic peers that also enjoy learning and want to succeed. Some of our earliest success stories, I was thinking about on my way over here today, I have a, a student who I've just adored. I know when she came to us when she was in sixth grade, she was telling me how she's fearful to raise her hand, the kids make fun of her because she's smart. She came to our school and she was smart. She was good. She was a great student. She, but And she really excelled. But she battled a couple of different things. She also battled a family life where parents couldn't understand why she needed to devote so much time to her academics. And so she got a little bit of a struggle there. When she was around in 10th grade, she had some pressure to leave our school because she was spending so much time on schoolwork. Long story short, she finished. She gave her the most moving graduation speech you've ever heard in both Spanish and in English. The first time her parents really came to campus from the day they enrolled her was at her graduation. And you could have heard a pin drop on that day. All of our maintenance, all of, just so many people were there that heard that, her story in Spanish, in the way they learn, in the way they hear, and in English. That woman right now is just a wonderful attorney here in the state of Arizona. She can completely changed her family's life and trajectory. There are other kids that are like that. I made a little list. I've got some kids that I know that are teachers right now, lawyers, some people in the medical profession. So the idea of this program is that we, it's good for the individual student, it's good for the school, and it's really amazing for our state because we are lifting people out of poverty. We are educating them to be future leaders in our state. And Arizona is letting us have that opportunity. I think it's fantastic. You know, my grandfather had an eighth grade education and went to work in the coal mines of Pennsylvania for about a week. And he said, forget this. <laughs> and he left the coal mines. He went to, he went to New York City. And there's a whole another story that, that follows from that. But he used to always tell me growing up, what's in your pocket, they can always take away. What's in your brain, they can't. They can't mm -hmm. take away that education. Mm -hmm. And I think those of people that know me know that I can be opinionated about some things. But one of the things that I'm very passionate about is making sure that people understand what possibilities exist. And I believe that the, some of the people in this country that I think are most uh, discriminated against, quite frankly, are people at, with low-income areas that are, that are in, in, in tough areas with failing schools. And they want something better for their children. They want their children to succeed. Everybody wants their kids to do better than, than they did. And they have no option. They have no opportunity to do that because they're stuck in a bad system. And uh, that's why I think that from the educational standpoint, you're not only obviously teaching people skills, but you're really opening up a whole entire uh, realm of possibilities for them about what, what they can do with their lives and what can happen from there. And I think that that's just that's an incredibly powerful thing. And uh, from, from the state's perspective, one of, the, one of the, the raps that Arizona can get sometimes is, well, why would big companies come here? Because our school system is, you know, is what it is, at least in terms of the public school ranking. But I think if more companies that were considering relocating to Arizona, which many have in the last year, year and a half, it's been an incredible period of growth for the state. If they knew that this existed, the, the, the opportunity for them to directly impact what education looks like now and in the future in Arizona is incredibly powerful. It really is. The other point that I like to make about this program is that it really helps across the spectrum of families. So we've got our, you know, as we just spoke about, the students that really have high need. This program also can help other families, too. That, that program, the high need program, actually is based on the free and reduced lunch program, but it's up to 300 and 
45% of what a family's earning is. So it's about a family of four earning $90,000 is who qualifies. So that means the secretary that's sitting out in your lobby could be having her children be able to attend this school because of that, as well as your children attend the school. So it's really helping across that spectrum. Oftentimes, these kinds of programs will help the really, really impoverished student, and that's great. Um, there's a lot to overcome for a student like that to be able to attend a school particular like ours. But what is sometimes missing is that a little bit just above that poverty line or just that really working class person is the one that gets missed out. They don't have enough to make it, but they don't earn it you know, low enough to be able to qualify for these programs. This kind of program helps both of those people. So in our school, we like to think about that as eliminating that barbell effect, the full pay versus the full need. We like to be able to help students across the full spectrum, and we think that makes a better community, more like what we might find in our communities at large. So we want to be able to span that gap. And with this program, we're really able to do that. And other schools are able to do that as well. It's just really a powerful program. So how students or parents of students that know that there's a need here that would want to tap into these kind of resources for their children, how do they find out about this program? Well, there's a number of ways. Um, like Katie mentioned, there are a number of foundations. They're called STOs, student tuition organizations, that are in our state that operate. And they all operate under the guise of the Arizona Department of Revenue, of course, and have regulations they have to follow. But between them, there are other things that they can do. We have a little bit of leeway. Like I said before, our foundation really only works with need-based students. But there are some organizations that are out there, and you can... Google, you know, do a Google search and find them. Most of these places will have tutorials on their websites that talk about it. Or you would go to a school and meet with somebody like me that would help walk you through. When we find a student or somebody finds us, I will hold their hand through the whole process to make sure they're maximizing everything that they need from the programs that we have available to us to make sure that they are able to fully enjoy the opportunities that schools have. I personally hold workshops every year and I invite anyone who wants to come and I'll help them even if they don't come to our school just because I feel that strongly about the opportunities that this program has. But there are some resources out there. They just maybe just need to look a little bit and ask. Um, but I think it's great on both sides for both the person who wants to give a student opportunity or a family to be able to have school choice and then the actual recipients of that. Now, let's talk about that, because I, I believe that with, so the STO is essentially the organization that uh, the donation is made to. Correct. And then the paperwork from that organization gets submitted with the Arizona file, tax return. Correct. You get the credit back based on that. And then the STO then distributes the money to the school, in, in our case, it's PCDS, but there's several other schools and there's other STOs as so well. I'm going to stop you right there just yeah. a little bit, because we have to make sure we say all this correctly. Yeah, yeah. So the, yes, the donation goes to the foundation to the STO. And then the STO will accept applications for scholarships. Okay, so the money, so. that's a huge difference. So the money never goes directly to PCDS. No, it does not. It goes to school to students for scholarships. And, and the regulations do say that the money can follow the student. Um, we have had opportunities or, or instances where a student has attended our school and for 
legitimate reasons our school perhaps wasn't the proper school for them. There's a couple of schools that help students that might have some learning differences or different things like that. When we have identified a student like that that's needed to move to another school, we have allowed that money or our foundation has had that money follow that student so they can continue with their education. It's just our school wasn't the right one for them. But our foundation, because remember that's really where the money comes from, is going to let that money follow that student. So when a family is out looking for scholarships, there are a number of places that they can go to. I'm kind of fumbling here. But the fun, they'll follow an application with the foundation, and the foundation will contact the school. The school will verify their enrollment and their qualifications, and then the money comes to the, the school comes. and is paid to the student. So let's look at this from two standpoints, from both the individual taxpayers and also the corporate taxpayers. And let's start with the corporate taxpayers. Can you make a donation for a specific as a corporate donor? As a corporate donor, no. You cannot make a donation for a specific student, but you can designate a school so that you can say, I would like students from this school to be beneficiaries of this donation. And it's a recommendation. It cannot be a condition of the gift because then it's no longer a donation, but it can be a recommendation. And as long as there are applicants from that school um, or that fit the criteria for that scholarship, most organizations are going to try to honor those wishes. Although each foundation does have other things that come into play. It could be that your donation is so large that we don't have enough students from the designated school to accept those donations, and so we may look at a different students from a different school to do that. But we are able to, uh, the foundations are able to book out awards. So the re- Regulations say spend or allocate. So what our foundation tries to do in coordination with our school is when a student arrives at our school, if they come in ninth grade, we want to make sure that they have money to see them all the way through high school. We would never want to pull the rug out from them in 11th grade and say, we've run out of money. So the way our foundation works is that we're always working ahead so that when a student arrives at our doorstep or at that foundation's doorstep, we are going to fund them through their expected graduation date. Got it. Got it. Now tell me how that is different from individual filers. Individual filers is a little bit different in that there are, again, a number of foundations that are out there. An individual filer can designate a student or recommend a student when they go to some of the STOs that are out there. The same thing's going to happen where the family or the student is going to file an application. That foundation is going to check with the school and make sure they're enrolled, and then we'll send that donation on. It has to be, can only be one of the criteria that a foundation may choose. It can't, they will never rely only on a donation or recommendation for that donation. They're going to take into consideration some financial circumstances or even just The Department of Revenue requires that the foundation look at things beyond the recommendation in making that award. Because I think for for those of us that that aren't that familiar with the program or outside the state of Arizona, one of the things that you occasionally hear is that you can just designate your friend's child and do the the individual or or the individual or joint taxpayer credit that way. And it's really not that simple. It's really not, and there are. Some you can quite, you can argue the ethics of it. It's, it's unethical, but or maybe, right. but but it's not that simple. Right, it's not that simple, and there are people who will talk about how they might have tried to swap donations. The Department of Revenue is actually, and our legislature has actually put in some 
guideposts to make that not happen. Yeah. Um, could somebody get away with it? Of course, anybody that's intent on cheating will probably figure out a way to do it. But 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 it goes against the purpose and the goal the of the program. And it goes against, at least for our school and other schools that we work with and talk to, we try to help police that as well because we want we do not want this program to go away. And we are always living in fear if there are people who are breaking the rules that it could turn out that somebody says we, we're not going to do this program anymore. And we right. All it would take is one bad news story to exactly. To, derail the entire thing exactly so if someone is looking at our foundation or our school we are just down the red letter of that we're going to follow sure do you think the state as the state is trying to incentivize companies to come here and come here and do business is this a part of the sales package i don't know but i certainly should be ought to be i'm sorry katie i I think that it ought to be because i do think that it is really a good thing that we are able to do is to prioritize education in this way that's different than any other state. And Arizona is one of those states that never wanted to be like anybody else. And this is one way that we are able to do that. Now, let me ask you this. So I'll I'll get controversial on you now. That's okay. (laughs) When I, when I first, I was excited about this because it appeals to my libertarian streak and also the streak of me that likes to control where my money goes. Mm -hmm. But I mentioned this to a friend of mine that, that got very angry about it. Because it said, you're directing your taxes now away from public education, which really needs your money. And you're doing it uh, on behalf of a, a private school that's have plenty of money. This, this, you know, PCDS has plenty of money where they need the tax dollars for as well. And, it, and you know, PCS is not getting the tax dollars. So there's a strong differentiation there. But what would you say to people that are saying this is, yeah, sure, it's great, but it's defunding our public schools? This is really an old saw that has been happening since 1998. Originally and continually, this money has never come out of money that's been earmarked for public schools. It never has. We, as a school and as a foundation, would never do anything to undermine our public school friends. And so this program is not, this program might come from cleaning up the side of the highway, it might come from other things that Arizona decides to spend their money on, but it's not coming from any money that's earmarked for public school. There are some programs that are trying to make their way in that have nothing to do with our, with, you know, your financial advising, but there are some programs that are trying to make their way in that are taking directly from public school and that do not have the strict oversight that this program has. And I would be very leery and wary if people were asking what about those programs. It's the Empowerment Scholarship Program. And our school does not accept money from that program because it does take money directly from the public schools. Okay. What, what is the, and what, we're not here to talk about that today, but real quickly, what well, is Well, just the, real quickly, what yeah. that is, is when you talked a few minutes ago about um, failing public schools, um, it has something to do with if you're coming from a failing public school or if your child is diagnosed with a learning difference, there's a way that there's a, they'll put a value on that and they'll say, you get a $6,000 scholarship or you'll get a $4,000 scholarship to go to a private school of your choice and, and unenroll in a public school. Well, that money doesn't really get them into a private school. It doesn't right. make the way. If all you needed was $4,000 to go to a private school, then you shouldn't be taking that money from public school. That's how we feel about sure. it. Somebody who's really in a failing school, $6,000 isn't going to get them very far in a, in a private school either. And if you take that ESA money, you may not take tax credit money. So we just choose 
not to have anything to do with ease of period. We feel that if families really need the help, then we need to look at the Arizona tax credit program and through our traditional financial aid program and get them through our doors that way. Um, but we are we do nothing to undermine the the public school, nor do we think we should, because we need all good schools in both places. Now, what are you, what are PCDS doing, and also other private schools? doing in terms of, I guess the better question is what kind of participation rate are you getting from parents of existing students? So I think we're still working on the educational piece of that to our current parents. Um, I would say about 30% only get take advantage of this through our foundation, okay. AISSF. So we do have though, those who have done it, the continuing of it. So parents who've Kids have gone there, and but are, have graduated since. They continue to do the tax credit because they have seen that it works and that they're giving redirecting their dollars. Once somebody does it, they 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 tell me why why aren't why isn't everybody doing this? I'm like I know it's it really is like people think it's too good to be true, but once you do it, it's a no brainer. Is what we say. Yeah, I mean, I came from obviously grew up in New Jersey and lived in New York City before coming to Arizona. And I was doing a little bit of research before our conversation today, and there's there's nothing in those two states that even approaches this. Right. It's uh, it's it's pretty unbelievable, and I think that as people, you know, our dollars are our dollars, and I'm a big believer in that. They're ours before they go anywhere, before they go to the grocery store, before they go to the federal government or state government, and they have the ability to direct those dollars where you want them to go to make the maximum impact. I think is is a really power, powerful thing. So today, leave me with a really great story. You've given me one already in terms of people that have been helped by this program, but what's another great story that anyone listening can can hear this and realize the kind of impact that they can have by making a decision that, by the way, has no no financial impact to them. It is the, the dollars that they have to pay the state of Arizona. They've got to pay the state of Arizona those dollars anyway. Arizona will get the dollars owed to Arizona. And so if you've got to pay that money, what are some of the things you can do you can do with those dollars and what kind of power can you have to impact people's lives so if you have a, a parting story that you can share with me I'd, I'd love to hear that so these tax credit programs really can help a number in a number of ways with families one other way i'm thinking about is we had a family that was enrolled in our school for several years it was a great family really great contributors wonderful kids and dad just dropped dead one day. It was just a terrible situation for this family. And that mom is looking at what are we going to do now? And it was just so easy when that finally came to me to say, just don't even worry about it. We've got you covered here. We've got all of these opportunities for funding your children. And this is not one worry that I want you to have to have on your head for the rest of the time. And we've been able to see those two kids through, um, one will graduate this year, one will graduate in two years, and it was just such a comfort, and it's still an outstanding family in our community right now, so so it can help parents in that way. A couple of other things, we have another family with kids that came to know our school through swimming, because we have a big aquatic center at our school, and they swam here from when they were just in the tadpoles, and kept wondering, what is this place, and how could, what is this, what is this all about, and this mom very humble. She's got nice kids. They were great swimmers. They were decent students. And just from sitting on the side of the pool, came to know our school and finally made her way to our school when her kids were in middle school. And they've been great community members, um, very active in athletics. 
brilliant in the robotics program. Recently in one of the plays that we put on, I never had no idea that they were able to do that too. But when I look around our school, one of the things I look at is who is making the newsletter, who's making the news in our school, and I pick those kids out and I'm like, tax credit scholar, tax credit scholar, there's that robotics team, there's that speech and debate team, there's that performance, there's the jazz band, and I can, I don't publicize them, but I can pick those kids out, and I know we're changing lives, and we are making our school community and our state and our city a much better place. I completely agree with that. And again, I'm, I am a pri- I'm a product of uh, public schools. I went to public schools my entire life, but I know that uh, when I first learned about uh, PCDS and had my son, it was just very important to me that I wanted to foster that love of learning and love of education. And I think that there are some environments are better to do that. I think PCS is arguably one of the best environments to do that. But I think that as a, a parent with a, with a student there, as even a person here in the community that wants to see the state of Arizona be better and wants to attract talent, wants to attract people that are going to move the state forward. Again, I keep coming back to knowing that we have some, some power and control of our dollars to really fund education, bringing the next generation to become future leaders in the state of things is an incredibly powerful thing. So thank you both, Katie and Christy, for joining me. Um, again, I, it, it, this is a program that has totally uh, blown me away that we can do this in the state of Arizona, and I'm just very excited we had an opportunity to share this with everybody today. So thank you so much for carving some time out of your day to talk to me about it. Again, I'm just going to echo that thank you, and Brent, of course, thank you for bringing them on the show. And our last thank you is for you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Smart Money Simplified podcast with Brent Mikosh. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brent comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at MP Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Money Simplified Podcast. Have any questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.smartmoneysimplified.com or give us a call at 602-255-0555. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available.